Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Point. We unpack the objective truth. This blue-chip discussion is for all of Southeast Pennsylvania and the Delaware Valley. The Point is the place to be for compelling discussion not heard anywhere else. We supremely unpack the details and expose the hidden facts of the initiatives being supported by our lawmakers and our candidates running for office. We also discuss the developments and the milestones that are not being thoroughly reported by the Pravda propaganda fake news networks. And uh, I want to thank everybody again for being with us. Uh, this is great that you guys take the time to listen to our show. We are proud that you've made us that point, the point, your point, in times of political upheaval and turmoil. We we unpack the truth in a way that packs a punch, and that's why we take the time and we're here, and we appreciate you tuning in. Well, here we are in week 14, week 14 of Tom Wolf's Flatten the Economy Shutdown. We see new recovery, new recoveries outnumbering new infections by nearly 10 to 1. We see hospitalizations dropping almost 60% from where we were just three weeks ago. Yet we still see an effort to keep businesses from opening. The curve is gone. The threat of overrunning our hospitals is non-existent. Yet we see our Marxist socialist governor out front putting our civil liberties and our civil rights on hold seemingly indefinitely with his out of with his no end in sight shutdown. And again, I, I just want to point that out. Well, the, the, the news that's been really rattling everybody um, the last, well, the last few days, the last week or so, is, uh, is what happened up there in, in, in Minnesota with George Floyd. You know, I want to I point out that no statement can begin to properly characterize what happened. You see, life is precious. And we are endowed by our creator to have certain inalienable rights, the right to liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. Our constitution is enshrined with it this way. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are all endowed by, our, by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Our country has done more than any other country on planet Earth. Now, we want the best for everybody. The opportunity that this country uniquely presents to its citizens. Race relations and police procedures are gigantic issues that will not be completely solved on this side of heaven. Our show here, well, we're going to endeavor to overcome the overgeneralizations that all cops are bad. And we will attempt to put all this into context. Folks, hope can change the world. A leader instilling hope while exuding strength and power can change the world. 
We can, with hope and power, people to excel beyond expectations and achieve greatness. Now, we must not get into the political mildew here. There needs to be one goal, one aim, and it's to restore law and order and to ensure justice for what happened to George Floyd. Police officers are good people and are protecting and serving their community. Now, we know their jobs and, and the rigors that go with it and the arduous circumstances that they have to go through every day. We know this. We do have some bad actors in the ranks, however, who use excessive force when they make an arrest and allow the, the action that took place prior to the cuffs being put on to carry over into their treatment of the person once the cuffs are on. What happened to George Floyd, I mean, these cops are going to get what they deserve, okay? I mean, I've seen the video like everyone else, and it makes me sad, and it makes me mad. I can't see straight when I see this. I can't believe it happened. We've watched... The police kill this guy. And we have a lot of people who have lost their fear in God. And basically, uh, it brings the worst out of people. Sadly, though, this went from a, a national unity moment where everyone was coming together to condemn this crime by this bad police officer to an attack on our society, our cities. You know, Trump recently met with the governors, I guess a few days ago on Monday, and he hammered them for being soft on these, these thugs, these rioters. Trump stated that, that they put the guilty, if they put somebody in jail for like 10 years, this would end it. Trump urged the governors to dominate the streets with law enforcement before the violence breaks out rather than simply reacting to the reports of looting and rioting. Again, he told the governors they have to dominate. If they don't dominate the situation, they're wasting their time, as Trump put it. The terrorists will run over you, and you're going to look like a bunch of jerks, is what the way Trump put it. Trump reiterates that they have to dominate and said the mayors and the governors need to come down hard on violent protesters. These violent protesters have become, and this is my little piece, they've, they've become the terrorists of what we're seeing right now. Trump stated that if they arrested some people, they can track them and put them in jail, and he said that's going to end it all. So Trump is out there calling on these governors and these mayors to do the right thing. I think what we have to start seeing and we have to realize is we have to stop calling this a protest for George Floyd because this is really demeaning of what happened to Mr. Floyd. And we have to stop calling this these protests. That's not what they are. Okay? Because the people that are out there tearing up these cities are trying to destroy 
these cities. They're trying to rob and pillage and raid the communities, and they're doing it. They're trying to create chaos, and they're doing it. These riots being organized and funded by outside money, it's apparent, but there's nothing organic here at all, folks, nothing. We've had communities on lockdown, people without jobs, without money, without hope. We've had suicides on the rise, drug use on the rise. The George Floyd killing isn't why these people are looting and destroying their community. These are hopeless people taking hopeless action to create more hopelessness and despair. That's what's going on. These rioters are organizing under the cover of peaceful protests and the right to assemble to do their to do their their work of, of rioting, to do their crime. And they and this goes on by the way when the sun goes down. Now there is evidence of of different outside groups, anarchist groups that are organizing this terror campaign. We we see it. I think social media is helping provide the platform to organize efforts. We saw locally protesters in Philadelphia looted and destroyed a drugstore. They were all alerted somehow that the police were on their way. So they're in the drugstore, the camera's on them, and all of a sudden they all come running out. I mean, they all come running out. Well, I was wondering what that was about, and sure enough, the helicopter view, here come the cars. I mean, they, they got the word. No, folks, this isn't organic. This is organized. I mean, you got rioters going after high-profile targets. That's what's going on. And you've got these people who lack a constructive outlet or structure in their lives resorting to something like this. They're just kind of bandwagoning or kind of getting into it on their own. They're the opportunists is what they are. I mean, they'll be willing to burn their own neighborhood without regard. You got outside organizers, agitators that come in to create disturbances and chaos. And we do have a few legitimate protesters out there that think they're doing the right thing and just peacefully protesting. But, you know, what's coming in to watch all the action, it's, it's the organizers and the opportunists. I mean, this really is, I mean, we've heard some people call it domestic terrorism. I know Trump has already said that he's going to call uh, Antifa a terrorist organization. I mean, you know, look, we're watching this run amok in these cities, and we're watching these activists, Marxist, socialist, Democrat, mayors and governors notice. I want you to realize, notice that you know we're watching all this take place in these cities, and there is no hard action. It's like what Trump was talking about. We're watching folks with a front row seat, them, and we watched it all. We're watching all this action unfold in front of us, all this horror unfold. 
I mean, look, the murder of George Floyd is being exploited to give justification for destroying private property. Private property that people spent years of their lives investing in to have and even. Well, they're they're even inflicting bodily harm on people. I mean, that's what these people are doing. That's what these these opportunists and organizers are doing. You know, they're trying to intimidate those that want law and order. And I guess in in definition, that's terrorism, I think, by definition. Look, the only difference between foreign terrorists and domestic terrorists is where they're from. I, 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 you know, look, their actions are equally destructive and equally evil. And I think they should be treated equally the same. I mean, we need swift, sure, and firm justice here. This will dissuade others from wanting to join in with these these terrorists. I mean, what's ha- what happened to George Floyd is a crime, and crime is never acceptable. Whether the crime is committed by criminals or law enforcement, lawbreakers will be prosecuted. The legitimate protest that has been hijacked by outside activist organizers, and this is what's going on right now. Look, the deep state is inflaming civil unrest. That's what's happening. They're sparking racial tensions and weaponizing the media. And we have blue state governors like Wolf addressing these riots. And it's interesting. It's interesting. We're watching these blue state governors. They threaten to arrest you if you open your business and stay, you know, during stay-at-home orders. Or they'll even give you a ticket they see you out driving. They think you're out there driving around and, and you're not an essential person. But what do they do with the looters... And the rioters in these cities, well, they don't arrest them. They just give them, they give them a soft touch. They let them get away with it. Wolf and the mayor of Philadelphia both allowed the protests, even though these protests are providing cover for rioting hoodlums. They're posturing, Wolf and, and the mayor of Philadelphia, they're posturing is allowing these bad actors to mobilize and do damage. I mean, what happens is the protesters always break off into rioting mobs every night. We know this is going on. Folks, what we're seeing is the rhetoric and posturing of these elective, elected activist governors and mayors. They're reminding everyone. That's the first thing they do. They remind everyone of George Floyd's murder, and they label it systemic racism instead of bad police work. So... They incite violence with their rhetoric. I think that's very telling. And they're doing this with the media. We got media malpractice malpractice taking place. And we've got these blue state governors, and yes, even Biden now out there, declaring that they will provide a utopian society. Biden the other day was in Delaware practicing, of course, safe social distancing, promising to lead this conversation on the country's pain. Yes, of course, Mr. Biden, while over a dozen of his own staffers are donating money to a fund to bail out the rioters. That's right, folks. Joe Biden's staffers are giving money to the defense fund of the rioters. Where is the outrage on this? Where is the coverage on this? Nowhere. Nowhere on the fake news, Pravda Media. Nowhere. 
You know, it's ironic that these Democrats are offering solutions to the woes in the inner city. They will address the problems of the communities that they have been in charge of, cities that they've been governing for the last 50 years or more, cities and communities that once had the best education system in the world, changed into one of the worst. These people... These people changed their, our education system from one of the world's best and ushered in the lousy education system, which destroys the abilities of so many, which keeps industry investors from investing in these communities, which would bring, which would bring if we had those industry investors bringing money in, it would bring in economic, good-paying jobs. But what we're seeing now is we're seeing these industry investors not wanting to infuse jobs. They don't want the jobs in this community because they don't have the workforce for it. So what you're seeing come in is the infusion of minimum wage jobs. You know, we have support for lousy education system and high taxes and minimum wage jobs. That's what these Democrats have been offering the inner city, and I can't understand it for the life of me. Why they keep voting Democrat, I just can't understand it. I mean, they have created a class of people needing government programs to solve all the problems of, 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 of their lives, to meet their needs. I remember talking to some inner city people once, and uh, telling them, look, I mean, the Democrats don't believe in school choice. It's the Republicans that want you to be able to take your child to any successful school. It's the Democrats that want to keep your child locked into a zip code and the school that plays in that zip code. And, of course, going to that school, whether it's a lousy school or not. I guess they think that your child has more than one chance at a good education. Folks, they don't. They have one chance at a good education and they are keeping your children in failing schools. That's what's happening. Now, we're watching these people, these, these elected officials, and now we're watching fake journalists on the Pravda Propaganda Networks with their fake experts. And they're all using dog whistles and stoking the embers of hate. You see, they need to call this You know, they need to call this what it is that they don't, that they don't, that, because they know it, that they know it to be at this point. They, they need to call this what they, what they, what they know it to be at this point. They're avoiding the fact that this guy was just a really bad cop using excessive force and killing a guy. And I think that's it. We don't have the facts that this guy was a racist or anything else. So what they need to be doing and they should be doing is they should be calling it what they know it to be right now, not calling it to what they think it's going to be down the road. They are obviously trying to stoke the embers of hate by claiming this is going to be like, there's going to declare that this guy made a racist decision. Look, this cop was a bad cop and he's guilty of a crime and he was arrested for it. And there'll be others too. But we need to just call it for what it is until we know more. And that's just the facts. Can't declare that these cops were acting on racism until you know the facts. 
Folks, the attempts by the Pravda propaganda media and the activist governors and the activist mayors to stoke the embers of hate to get protesters out for protesting is very apparent here. Because they are out there claiming that this was a racist act and they don't have the facts behind that yet. They really don't. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. Not because of the cop himself. I mean, he's going to go to jail for a long, long time. It, it has more to do with what it does in stoking the embers of hate and getting people out to protest. They are trying to create the energy in the, in, in, within the, the communities to get out and protest. That's what I'm seeing. Look, the media malpractice is abjectly blinding here. You can't miss it. I mean, we saw what happened with Mayor de Blasio's daughter. She was arrested at a riot. Mayor de Blasio of New York, his daughter was arrested at a riot for throwing things at, at the police. His daughter was arrested. Where did you see that? Was that on CNN? No. Was that on MSNBC? No. Where was that posted on well, anybody's Facebook? No, I don't remember seeing that. This is being avoided. Why is this being avoided? Because they don't want to put Mayor de Blasio in a negative light with law-abiding citizens. That's why. Now, we also see the fake news, okay, um, avoiding and obfuscating facts like the Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellenson declaring that people have a reason to fear Minneapolis police. That's right. He's the Attorney General of the state, and he said that. So basically, this attorney general is lumping together all the police in Minneapolis and declaring them all dangerous. I mean, this is insane, folks. The attorney general is providing justification to hate all police for the actions of a few bad cops. He's using these few bad cops as his justification for hating all police. And why is the attorney general leading this charge? This is insane. You know, he did this on Fox News Sunday. He did this in plain sight, folks. Don't miss that. And don't miss the third item of media malpractice and obfuscation. The fact that Keith Ellingson, Ellingson and his son, I think his son's name is Jeremiah, gave their support to Antifa. They both support Antifa. They both have the Antifa handbook on how to be a good protester and good Antifa member. This is public knowledge, folks. Of course, when he won his seat for attorney general, it wasn't public knowledge. No, the media didn't put it out there then. And the media really isn't highlighting it now. I'm highlighting it here, but the media is not highlighting it. No, the Minnesota attorney general, who is telling people in Minneapolis that they have reason to fear the police, is also a supporter of Antifa. At least at least that's the information we have. And you can't miss it, of course, his son, Jeremiah was out there. They're both out there supporting Antifa. Don't miss that. Now, how about the media coverage that ABC just reported, by the way? And I, wanna, I don't want to miss this one. ABC just reported that the COVID spread was not prevented or affected by the stay-at-home orders. That is amazing. No one covered that, not even ABC. Okay. They got scooped on their own story by me. Okay. Because they didn't, I mean, this was buried, believe me. This is this is buried. The fact that stay-at-home orders had no impact at all on the spread of COVID. 
I guess that's out there now, and ABC just reports it, but they they hit it. They buried their scoop. We're going to put that, and we're going to unpack that with a punch right here because I want everyone to understand the next pandemic, we should never let these people lock us down again. Folks, we're watching these fake journalists while the buildings are burning behind them and the cars are burning behind them. We're watching them state that this is mostly peaceful, the protests. I mean, you got to picture this. You got a person on the TV reporting on the protests, saying that these protests are peaceful. And while they're saying that, you got a police car right behind them on fire. Or you got a building right behind them being looted and on fire. But while, while you're seeing that with your eyes, you're hearing coming out of their mouth something totally different. They actually ran a special production on oppression in America on CNN a few nights ago. Couldn't believe it. I think it was entitled I Can't Breathe. It was about, about, about oppression. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Now, did CNN run that special because they were trying to get ratings? You see, this goes back to what I've been saying for, well, for as long as I've been on this show, that the Pravda Propaganda Networks, I call them that because that's what they are. They're not chasing the news stories. They're not chasing a profit. They're not pursuing the story that will get them more subscribers or more advertising dollars. They're, they're not doing that. And the evidence of that, if I was to rest my case in a court of law, I would point to the fact they were that they're running special productions on oppression in America while the cities are under fire and the buildings are burning. They're running specials to antagonize more people, to stoke more embers of hate within people. They're running specials on TV to create more energy behind those protests. That's what CNN was doing. Now, when Trump called him an enemy of the people, again, I rest my case, Your Honor. The evidence is very, very compelling there, isn't it? I mean, you make your own mind up. But when you got a network out there running a story, and they're not running it because they want to get people on the page of, you know, they're not running because they're trying to sell advertising. They're not running the story because they think, oh, gee, people can't wait to watch it. They're, they're anticipating eight, nine million people to watch it. Not a chance. They know that the story is simply going to have a few hundred thousand people nationwide to watch it. But that doesn't matter to them. The idea that they're putting this out there, they're going to have certain agitating groups, certain leaders of, of, of agitating organizations out there watching it and basically using that footage, they're creating the footage that can be used in social media posts and everything else that will, will basically continually stoke the ember. So they're creating the social media posts that will be used to stoke the embers of, of rioters and, and, the, and the protesters and whatnot. They're trying to perpetuate the trouble. That's why they produced the show. They didn't produce a losing show like that for profit. Make no mistake about it. I can't underestimate, I can't understate this fact. I am telling you that this, this, this network is all about propaganda. It is not about a profit. And the evidence is that that lousy show they produced, but the show that they produced was the purpose behind it and the time they released it was during these riots. And this is what I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss that. 
You know, what's really interesting, and I, I go back to the idea, is how many of these fake journalists are talking about the 13 Biden staffers who helped fund a group to bail out rioters when arrested? Who even covered that? I mean, I, it's an amazing, this is an amazing fact, phenomenon, folk. Don't miss it. 13 Biden staffers donated money to a group to bail out rioters when they were arrested. A sort of like special defense fund. <laughs> for the rioters in Minnesota. And what's really interesting on all of this and really distinct here is these are Joe Biden staffers. So now don't ask the question because if you, you know, obviously if you, you're going to ask the question, you need to be ready for the right answer. If you're going to ask the question, is Joe Biden the moderate? The answer to that is no. His own staffers, people he hired, were funding a group to bail out rioters that are arrested. That's not a moderate. That, that is a radical Marxist. That's what that is. Joe Biden's a radical Marxist socialist. How do you know that? Because he's hiring staffers who donated money to bail out the rioters who were burning the police stations and trashing the police cars and hurting people in Minnesota. Don't miss that, folks. Don't miss it. I mean, that is breathtaking to me. And the media missed it. Yet we've watched these fake journalists in past weeks, savagely declare that people protesting to go back to work were lunatics and destructive. They were being treated by the Pravda propaganda networks as major problems and great threats to Americans. I mean, this isn't this is really media bias in plain sight here. You can't miss it, folks. I mean, I, a Greek author couldn't write this stuff. I'm telling you. This is amazing. Here you have the media propaganda out there creating all this, 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 this ember flaming, if you will, this ember fanning with new with 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 news productions, if you will, special productions on oppression in America. And they're out there reporting on these riots. And while they're burning, the buildings and cars are burning behind them, and people are screaming profanities walking past them. They're saying, well, this is mostly peaceful. So, you know, again, you've got those reporters a few weeks ago that were declaring that people who were protesting wanted to go back to work. Well, they, they were reporting that they're lunatics and they were destructive. And they were being treated as major problems and great threats to Americans. Look, these rioters are great threats to Americans. Make no mistake about it. But they're being portrayed as peaceful and purposed. Think about it. The Pravda propaganda networks were harder on the people protesting to go back to work than they are on the rioters. Burning police stations. Burning cars. Killing people. Beating them to death. Savagely attacking people. In the streets. Looting businesses. Destroying buildings and property. Okay? I mean, they were harder on the people protesting to go back to work than they were on these people that were destroying these property and these thugs beating innocent people to death. I mean, that's just amazing. Remember, remember the reporting of the pool party in Arkansas? Oh my goodness, that was that's another delicious example of media malpractice. The reporting of a pool party in Arkansas. The media savaged those party goers. They were all being reported as reckless lunatics, the terrorists. 
that were attacking the police stations, well, they get a pass. Okay? I mean, who's more dangerous here? Let's cut the comedy here. I think the people that are, the, the savages, the thugs that are beating people to death and burning police stations and destroying communities and looting the stores and attacking our way of life are more dangerous than people who want to go back to work and reopen their businesses. I mean, that's just, that's what I'm saying, folks. And yet you watch the CNN, MSNBC, and the other networks and the fake news. You watch those networks, you can see the, you can see how they compared them. I mean, it, it's amazing. You'll see their attempt, if you watch them, to downplay civil unrest by attempting a moral equivalent, okay, I mean, I should say by by declaring it as a as as, as something that's that's not as bad as it looks, and they're going to be taking people that want to reopen their businesses and decrying that this is this is insane. They're going to they want to kill people. I mean, that's just insane to me. That's fifth dimensional news media reporting. That's what that is. Look, the deep state is out there. They're inflaming civil unrest. They're sparking racial tensions, and they're weaponizing the media. Make no mistake about it. I just went over some of the examples of how they're weaponizing the media. Don't miss it. I mean, let's cut the comedy. They are literally giving cover to the bad actors, the terrorists, the the thugs that are looking to promote insurrection and destroy our society. And this is happening. I mean, they need to start doing their job and calling out the bad actors. Look, their goal is to exploit the George Floyd death into a political gain. I, I think that's what they're trying to do. And as I said, it, it does it does great harm to the cause of what, of what really happened. It diminishes it. Because what happened to George Floyd was, was, a, was, a, was a, a crime. And I mean, it's just amazing how these people are out there and they're failing to call out the bad, bad actors. I mean, we were even watching Hollywood elites like Cynthia Nixon and Steve Carroll from The Office and Seth Rogen and others donating money, not to businesses that lost everything to the Antifa riots, but to the Antifa rioters that were arrested. Again, they're with Joe Biden staffers. They're all given money. Joe Biden staffers were donating money to similar organizations to, to bail out these rioters when they're arrested. Again, that speaks volumes to me. Don't miss that. Who's giving money to the rioters and who's giving money to the people that lost everything? Somebody help me understand this. Somebody help me understand because I'm missing something. I, I, I think that there's something in when you when you see when this is what happens, folks. When you parachute into the fifth dimension, nothing really makes sense. And so we have to step back out of the fifth dimension, get our sanity back. And so we can try to unpack for our listeners what exactly we just saw. Okay. And so what it is you just seen, okay, with the media overlooking these rioters and, and of course, these Hollywood actors and Joe Biden's own staffers giving money to bail these rioters out of jail. What you're seeing is you're seeing blatant, overt support for the people that are damaging the businesses, hurting people and hurting private property. And literally trying to destroy these neighborhoods, literally putting in the flames. I mean, this is an amazing thing. 
I mean, they started a group called Minnesota Freedom Freedom Fund or something like that, and they've raised $20 million to bail out these rioters. This is amazing. And I think with, with Trump declaring Antifa a terrorist organization, I think we're going to start unpacking some of this. <laughs> and that's going to be interesting. We're going to find out who's funding these people. And we're, and, and we're going to know, you know, I mean, we know that Biden staffers are. We know that. So while these rioters are slitting the throats of police officers in Jacksonville and burning police precincts, these out-of-touch left-wing socialist bad actors are funding a bailing system, a a fund to bail these people out. This is insanity. Look, again, this is a nightmare. They're burning churches, burning police stations. This is sophisticated insurrection and attack on our government and society, folks. Many of these people are known, identified members of a known, a now known terror group trying to take down our government. I mean, I mean, we can, we, you know, the, the fact is, this isn't a protest anymore. Okay, that's what we know. This is literally an organized coup by a small group of agitators acting as terrorists. This is not opinion, folks. This is a fact. The evidence speaks for itself. Antifa is committed to the destruction of the U.S., our Constitution, our freedoms, our right to life and liberty. This is not a protest anymore, folks. This isn't. To control these cities, we we need elected officials with a backbone. This is the worst conduct from elected officials I've ever seen. They're encouraging these terrorists, and mostly mayors. I mean, it's mostly mayors, but even the governors. They're encouraging these these thugs, these 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 people that are acting as terrorists to terrorize by not arresting them. I mean, they're not arresting them for torching a police car when they watch them do it or throw Molotov cocktails. I mean, at, at these pl- at buildings and they're not arresting them. We see what happens when when these activists like Bill de Blasio get elected. OK, I mean, his own daughter. She just got arrested at a at a protest for throwing stuff at a cop. I mean, where's the news on that? But, you know, Bill de Blasio's a coward. He will never back law and order. That's just a fact. Now, we have a front row seat of what happens when we elect these activists, and we get activism and an open door. That's what we get. We get activism and an open door to Antifa thugs to tear up our cities. The police are under siege in these cities, folks. Their hands are tied by the elective activist city leaders who really have never supported law and order in the first place. They just never have. And keep in mind, much of the area that Antifa is rioting in, much, not all of it, but much of it is in areas that are infested in crime already. I think they go there so they can get the, uh, the bystanders, if you will. You know, as I stated before, you know, you have you have uh, you have three types of people that are that are out here now. You've got your you've got your uh, you you've got your legitimate protesters. You've got your organizers. That's the people that don't belong there. And then you got the opportunists, which are the people that kind of come along the side here. And that's what you've got. I mean. These are areas that many people don't want to live in. I mean, that's what it is. They, 
They don't want to go to school there. They don't want to do business there. I mean, that's what that's sadly what it is. And so domestic terror groups, if you will, are now coming in with these paid protesters and paid rioters to engage in extreme violence and destroy property. And these activist mayors are without a backbone and they're just letting them get away with it. I mean, Mayor de Blasio actually gave direction to his officers to take a light touch, quote unquote. And I think that's probably because he knew his daughter was going to be out there protesting. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. He knew his daughter was out there and he didn't want anybody taking a heavy hand with her. So while his daughter's out there throwing rocks and bottles and bricks and Molotov cocktails, if she was, I don't know if she's throwing them or not, but she's throwing things to police. As this is happening, he wants the police to take a light touch. I mean, that's amazing. Was that on the news? Because I missed it. I, I, I mean, I'm amazed that wasn't all over the news channels. See, you don't have to create here. You don't have to create there any kind of a news story. I mean, that is the news story in and of itself. The news is neither liberal or conservative, folks. The news is the news. And so when activist propaganda networks try to get out there and try to build a, a phony narrative, they're doing so by not giving you the news. They're obfuscating facts and trying to produce nuance and create nuance and innuendo. And that's what they put out there. You know, you got to understand, the people of this country have been lied to for, for years now by the news media. You know, the walls are closing in on Trump. Trump's a Russian agent. Trump's a Russian spy. We hear it all said all the time. Trump's a racist. Trump is this. Trump is that. I mean, they're going off the hinges on Trump. But you don't see any outrage by anybody. Nope. No, you don't see that at all. Look, de Blasio's not going to back his own police force or identify him, and, and they know it. He's a coward. He's an activist. The mayor of Minnesota, the mayor of Minneapolis is, is no different. He's another giant failure, another activist, another coward. You know, he allowed police precincts to be burned to the ground. I'm amazed at that. They've lost three police precincts in, in Minneapolis to terrorism. I guess he was using a light touch as well. I guess, you know, you might use a light touch on legitimate protesters because they have the right to protest. But once those protesters start burning buildings, and that's when you take the light touch off and put a, and just put overwhelming force on. That's what they should be doing, and they're not. This light touch approach doesn't work. It didn't work in Baltimore, did it? Remember Freddie Gray's, the protest there? He actually had the mayor of, of, of Baltimore, I think her name was Stephanie Gray, and she's at the time stating, we need to give them room to vent and destroy. Huh? you got to be kidding me. This is what she said. Folks, this doesn't work. It only serves to protect the rioters and ensure the property is, in fact, damaged. That's what that does. You can't allow these people to vent when they're damaging property and hurting people. You can't. That's not venting. That's breaking the law. You know, rioters need to be dealt with with overwhelming force. Don't miss that. You need to stop this early and start arresting people. And then we'll see this we'll, we'll see this start to go down. I mean they they're gonna now they're gonna legally take down his Antifa as soon as possible now because if because of what Trump just did. And I think we we need some high profile arrests. I mean we need to open up 
the funding, if you will, unpack the funding, see who's behind these organized efforts. We also now know that 13 Biden staffers are behind the efforts to help bail out the the rioters in Minneapolis. We know that now, so we can identify those people. They won't, Not a whole lot of unpacking there. They listen to my show, they can figure that one out. They just got to dig in to find out which 13 staffers did it. And ask Joe Biden, maybe he'll know. We need to use drones to, con- to contain the areas of these riots. We need to shut down attempts to spread. They, when they see vandalism and fire start up, they, they can rush in law enforcement to crush the violence. That's what has to happen. The police need to meet the violence with a strong response. The police need to be stronger with overwhelming force, as I said. This is what's needed to contain and to crush Antifa and these other organized efforts. We need swift response teams is what we need. A sort of law enforcement team of hundreds that can be assembled quickly to overwhelm the terrorist thugs right away. The need to single out the agitators and arrest them. This will take the wind and energy out of the riots. Look, law enforcement's going to figure out who organized this and who funded this. This is going to happen. Trump has stated his intent, as I say, as I stated, to designate Antifa as a terrorist organization. He's doing that. The Department of Justice is very good in making connections where there is communication amongst people in an organization. They're going to get this. You know, an organization doesn't have to be a headquarters with a storefront, if you will. They'll find out. I mean, they can bring RICO charges up on these people. Or CCE charges, continuing criminal enterprise charges. The FBI can coordinate among themselves and local and local investigators to piece the puzzle together and find the outside agitators. The three groups we talked about, the legitimate protesters, the organizers and the opportunists, well, they can they can piece together and find out who, who really are the troublemakers. They can put a lid on this and we need to do this as soon as possible. We need the legitimate protesters to turn in organizers and opportunists. That's what needs to start happening. Because we do have legitimate protests out there, people trying to protest, which is their right in this country, to protest the wrong that took place. we got to get them out there. But the same token is we can't have our buildings trashed and our neighborhoods trashed. We can use the video footage. And go after as many of these looters, as, as these opportunists, these looters, by showing up to their house and arresting them, knocking on their door saying, hey, we got a video of you walking out of the Target with some bed sheets. Yeah, uh, you, you know, we have a warrant to come in and you're under arrest. Yeah. Look, once the word's out, once the word gets out, people are going to see this isn't a free-for-all and they're going to stop it. That's what's going to happen. Barr made a statement that 56 regional task forces will be working to identify the organizers and the thugs and the terrorists. Look, Trump stated the Democrat leadership allowed a slow, soft touch response, which gave the incentive and the time for these terrorists to gain courage and further their destruction. And Trump went on to state it does not serve the interests of justice or any citizen of any race, color or creed 
for the government to give into anarchy, abandon police precincts, or allow communities to be burned to the ground. Trump went on to say, it won't happen. It's a federal crime to go across state lines or to use a facility of interstate commerce to incite or participate in riots. Now, one of those facilities, I want you to realize, is a cell phone. So technically, if they're using cell phones, they can be uh, they can be uh, classified as using a facility of interstate commerce. See, mobile phones are being used to plan and encourage and the riots that you know, carry, and, and this carries up to like I think five or so, something like that, five years in prison or something. I mean, this is this is an amazing thing, folks, and I don't want to miss that. I want us to understand that by classifying and 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 uh, calling and designating Antifa as a terrorist outfit, Trump is putting them on the defensive. They will start to crush this organization. They will crush it. Trump is the leader to do it. I mean, you had Joe Biden out there in Delaware practicing safe social distancing with his mask on and his sunglasses on. He looked like Darth Vader again. But he's kneeling down in front of a guy that's, pro- I guess, some protester or somebody. He's kneeling down in front of somebody in Delaware. We don't know who that person is. But they're both on knee, bended knee, and they're both talking. And Biden wants to be the carrier of this nobility. I should say the carrier of this message across this country. I mean, you've got Biden demonstrating how weak he is compared to Trump demonstrating how strong he is. I mean, the law and order people are not going to support anyone for president who is, well, looking to be harder on the rioters. I should say harder on the people wanting to reopen their businesses than they are on the rioters that are burning police stations. I mean, let's just cut the comedy. I mean, listen to the way Biden responded to the people that were trying to reopen their business. Biden chimed in with these fake journalists and these fake news. He chimed in with those stories that they were breaking the law and they were risking the health and welfare of all these people. They were doing all of this. I and mean, they were all coming down on these people that were hanging out, holding up signs, protesting, begging their governors to reopen their economies so they could go back to work and go back to making a living. And Joe Biden was, was condemning them just like the fake news was, calling them reckless, calling them irresponsible, dangerous. I mean, that's what he's, Biden was calling them this too. But listen to Biden's response on the terrorists that are burning the police stations that are trashing police cars, that are dragging police down the street in Chicago, that beat a man to death in Dallas. I mean, that stabbed a police officer in the neck in Jacksonville. Listen to Biden. Basically, he he quickly condemns an action. He can, he condemns a, a specific action, but he also opens up, if you will, he does it in a jaded sort of way so that he's kind of backdooring support for their continued protest, unquote, unquote. By their using the term protest, by their calling this a protest, they are giving these people cover. They need to start calling this riots. And when I see on the news, they're, they're, the coverage that they're putting out there, they're calling these protests. They're, the news is out there all calling this protest. Folks, these aren't protests. These are riots. These are, these are terrorist actions that are taking place 
And when you hear Biden address it, you need to understand the way he's addressing it is very concerning to me. Because the way he's addressing it, the way he's putting it out there, is giving cover to these people by downplaying the significance of what it is they're doing and damaging their community. And I say that because he condemns strongly the people that were protesting in their state capitals reopen their economies. And you got to listen to the two. If you can get a, a direct line and listen to how he addressed the protesters to open up their businesses and go back to work and how he's addressing what's going on in Minneapolis and these other cities. When you hear the two, you can see which one he he was harder on, <laughs> which group of people he was actually harder on and more critical of. And again, I, I don't want to understate it. I, I think the people of this country see it. I don't think, I, I mean, they, they see it. There's no question about it. I mean, this is really motivating the law and order group and the, and the Republican base. I mean, before these riots took place and all this damage and carnage was taking place, before all of this was happening, you know, I, I, I just think, I mean, you had, we were, we were focusing on the pandemic. We were focusing on that and the reopening of our economies. I mean, you actually have an outcry now in our communities for law and order. You have an outcry for law and order, and you have our president leading the charge for law and order. And you've got the Democrats, they're not leading a charge for law and order. And it's a distinct difference, and you can hear it in the way they, they, they talk, the way they report it. And of course, if you watch the Prov to Propaganda Networks, you're going to see for yourself exactly how they're trying to, what narrative they're trying to push forward. Well, folks, tune in later on today um, for The Watchmen, later on today at 4.30 for The Watchmen. We're going to get into the, uh, you know, what's going on with China and the U.S. and the relationship between the U.S. and China. I want to get into that a little bit. But I, I you know, I, I, in the economy, things like that. But um, I don't want to miss this. I think, I think this was a very disturbing time to, to been watching the last bunch of days here as I stated no statement can begin to properly characterize what's happening life is truly precious and what happened I mean what happened to George Floyd was absolutely criminal and these people are going to go to jail these people are going to go to jail and uh, we just need to reiterate the fact that justice is being served and will be served. And we also need to be declaring and decrying for law and order to start saving the communities that these people live in. Folks, we're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate you tuning in to The Point this morning. Tune in every Saturday morning right here at 7 a.m. right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL. For this distinct unpacking of the truth. Can't miss it. If you're not in the listening area, you can also go to 1180WFYL.com or go to YouTube and search 1180WFYL. And you can click on the listen live options that you have there. Listen live options that you have on both the website and on YouTube to actually tune into what we're doing during normal airtime. But you can also pick up the podcasts, which are posted as well. 
and at your convenience. Either way, we appreciate you being here and tuning in. See you this afternoon on The Watchman. Tune in later. Check the, check us out there. But see you next week on The Point. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.